98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines, the chief executive sets out a proposal to put COVID-19 patients in a newly built public flats and hotels to ease the city's bottleneck. Carrie Lam rules out the possibility of imposing a citywide lockdown, but says district-based lockdowns have proven effective. And a public health ex- expert says private laboratories could help the government's overworked public lab- laboratories process COVID tests. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, has unveiled plans to house infected COVID-19 patients in newly built public flats and hotels, which can provide up to 10,000 units. She said the SAR's overwhelmed medical and isolation facilities are now the biggest bottleneck in the fight against coronavirus. While she hopes to do so as quickly as possible, Mrs. Lam says success hinges on the hotel industry's willingness to work with the government. My target is to get them to agree to a plan. It's not individual negotiations. So we will do a wholesale plan and require them to sign on the plan so as to deliver a few thousands up to ten thousands of the rooms within a very short period. I do not want to use my power but I do have power under uh, CAP 599 to make a regulation to to ask for the cooperation. But I don't want to do that. I want to go down a uh, cooperation uh, model Mrs. Lam also, also again ruled out the possibility of imposing a citywide lockdown and says the severity of the fifth wave has outgrown Hong Kong's capacity. But she said district-based lockdowns had proven effective in identifying a large number of COVID cases in the community. I will have to say it very clearly that we have no plans for any widespread city lockdown as uh, you have seen in some of the uh, other uh, places. We need to find our own way out of this uh, epidemic. And so far, our measures to contain the spread of a disease remains a legitimate and valid one. A public health expert with Chinese University says the government should consider letting private laboratories share the burden of testing because the daily cases being reported by health authorities can't reflect the actual situation. Professor Kwok Kin On told an RTHK program that the city faces an under-reporting situation because it now takes several days before a preliminary positive case is confirmed by public laboratories. He also said some patients who are asymptomatic or have mild symptoms may choose to take care of the illness themselves because public hospitals are are overstretched. Professor Kwok says he hopes things will improve after the temporary Fire Eye laboratory opens in Maanshan Sports Center. If there's an extra pair of hands to help with testing and increase the capability in reviewing the preliminary cases, then people who are infected can take infection control measures at home to prevent spreading the disease to family members. Private laboratories, as well as the Fire Eye Laboratory, can help review specimens and see if that helps the situation. A medical expert is urging pregnant women to get vaccinated against COVID-19, warning that 30 pregnant women have come down with the virus in the past week, compared with 50 in the last two years. Professor Leona Poon from Chinese University's Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology says it's easier for for infected pregnant women to develop serious complications, such as premature birth, high blood pressure and preeclampsia. She said the vaccines are safe for pregnant women and breastfeeding mothers should also consider getting jabbed. A school principal says the decision to suspend face-to-face classes until at least March 6th makes sense. Authorities announced a new record yesterday of over 2,000 cases with 4,500 preliminary infections. 
Dion Chan, the chairman of the Hong Kong Direct Subsidy Scheme Schools Council, who's also the principal of Yinghua College, said canceling the primary six exam for allocating secondary school places could affect some students, but exams weren't safe. At this moment, it's very difficult for the schools, especially for primary school, to conduct the test or the assessment. So uh, I think same, same as like uh, what they're now doing for the suspension of the school, uh, the decision made by the EUB is quite sensible at this stage. Uh, I mean, in terms of the safety of the students. A group of pediatric doctors and nurses are seeking to allay parents' concerns about their children and COVID, saying most children infected with coronavirus can recover without taking antivirals. Right now, a three-year-old girl is among 10 COVID patients listed in a critical condition, while a week ago, a four-year-old boy who died in hospital tested positive for the virus. Dr. Mike Kwan, a consultant in pediatric infectious diseases at Princess Margaret Hospital, said children had smaller upper airways, so COVID symptoms may be more prominent in them. Dr. Kwan urged parents to vaccinate their youngsters, saying Sinovac was safe and effective for children as young as three. Our price for many doses already globally around the world. And it utilizes uh, a very safe platform, the inactivated protein platform, to trigger the immune response. And this platform actually used in many vaccines that all the, all the population we, we use uh, since childhood. For example, the polio vaccine, the uh, tetanus vaccine, and those are very safe. And so this is uh, to reassure the parents that the Sinovac vaccine is very is safe and effective. The Consumer Council has warned that fat freezing procedures are not an effective way to help people lose weight because the process only reduces fat in certain parts of the body. The council said that that means that the cryolipolysis isn't suitable for significantly overweight people. It also reminded consumers to think carefully before paying for the service at beauty parlors or clinics, saying that some of the seven companies that it visited said they would only assess results by looking at before and after photos. The Consumer Council says that more than half of rice noodles that it's tested contain different nutrient contents than were stated on the packaging. It said the sodium contact of one sample of dried Thai rice noodles exceeded the label value more than 41 times. The watchdog says consumers might unknowingly ingest more sodium, and it has passed its findings to the Center for Food Safety to follow up, uh, for follow-up action. It added that two out of the 30 samples it tested also contained gluten, but failed to declare that. The allergen was in the products. Loi Wing Chung, vice chair of the Council's Research and Testing Committee, said most noodles also contain metallic contaminants, but not at alarming levels. Over 80% of the test samples were detected with metallic contaminants, with 24 detected with cadmium, 14 with chromium, 9 with carcinogen in organic arsenic. However, as the levels of the metallic contaminant detected were high, normal consumption would not pose high risk to consumers' health. A study of rivers around the world has found potentially toxic levels of pharmaceutical drugs in a quarter of them. Researchers took samples from more than 250 rivers. Hong Kong's Kai Tak River was found to contain 34 pharmaceutical ingredients, the most of any of the waterways studied. Drugs used to treat epilepsy and diabetes were the most widely found at two-thirds of the test sites. Rivers on every continent, including Antarctica, contain paracetamol, nicotine, and caffeine. John Wilkinson from the University of York in the UK led the study. 
These drugs are designed to elicit a biological effect. So the same mechanisms that they act on in our bodies are conserved in organisms that live in the rivers. So these effects can range from endocrine disruption affecting the reproductive success of fish all the way to bacteria becoming resistant to some of the medicines we use to treat things like infection. The leaders of the United States and Britain say a crucial window for diplomacy still remains to persuade Russia to step back from its threats on Ukraine. Speaking over the telephone, President Biden and Prime Minister Boris Johnson agreed a deal was still possible, but warned that the situation remained fragile. From Washington, here's the BBC's Barbara Plett Usher. A Downing Street spokesman said Boris Johnson and President Biden emphasized that the U.S. and European response to any military action would lead to a protracted crisis for Russia. But they also agreed that a crucial window for diplomacy remained, and both repeated their support for Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity. On the Kremlin's signal that it was prepared to press ahead with talks, the State Department noted that there had been no de-escalation in its troop buildup. That would be necessary for the success of any negotiations, it said. The Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has invoked rarely used emergency powers in an attempt to end protests against COVID measures. Speaking at a news conference, Mr. Trudeau said the blockades were harming the economy and endangering public safety. He added that invoking the Emergencies Act was a last resort and that measures would be reasonable. The federal government has invoked the Emergencies Act to supplement provincial and territorial capacity to address the blockades and occupations. I want to be very clear. The scope of these measures will be time-limited, geographically targeted, as well as reasonable and proportionate. The demonstrations which have taken place across the country have shut down some border crossings with the U.S. Child safety advocates say the online game Roblox needs to do more to protect children. A BBC investigation has found users of Roblox creating sex games on the platform. The BBC's James Clayton reports. Roblox is one of the most popular online children's games in the world. Around two-thirds of its users are under 16. Gamers' avatars can wander around different worlds, a sort of primitive metaverse. Key to its success is that Roblox gives users tools to create games. There are millions of them, and that's a problem. The BBC has found games on Roblox that are virtual rooms where avatars can have sex. They include virtual strip clubs. Characters can even take off their clothes. Roblox told the BBC that it doesn't allow any sexual content on the platform and if it finds inappropriate games, they're taken down immediately. Court documents in New York show the independent U.S. accounting company Mazars has severed links with the Trump organization. Mazars said it could no longer stand behind annual financial statements it had prepared for the former president, Donald Trump. The statements from the 10 years to 2020 are crucial to legal cases alleging Mr. Trump and his company exaggerated the value of their assets. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 24,372. That's 184 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $56.4 billion. In currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 115.36 yen. The euro is standing at 1 U.S. dollar and 13 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 56 cents. To the Winter Olympics now, and Switzerland's Mathilde Grimaud has won gold in the women's free 
Ski Slope Style. But hometown favorite, 18-year-old Gu Ailing, had to settle for silver. Gu went all out from the beginning, but fell on her second try. The fall piled the pressure on Gu ahead of her third and final run, and while she earned 86.23, it wasn't enough to stop Grimaud's best of 86.56. Estonia's Kelly Sildaru took Browns with 82.06. Meanwhile, in the big air, Austrian snowboarder Anna Gasser won gold. New Zealand's Zoe Sadowski-Sinat took silver, and while Kokomo Moraisi of Japan took bronze. The 30-year-old Gasser took gold in the inaugural big air competition in 2018 in Pyeongchang. Football's governing body FIFA have banned four Argentina players, three from the English Premier League, after September's World Cup qualifier against Brazil was abandoned for not following international match protocols. The game in Sao Paulo was halted after kickoff as officials felt the players had broken quarantine rules. With more, the BBC's Sani Rudra Feliza. Those officials were on the pitch specifically over the English-placed players. So Aston Villa's Emiliano Buendia and Emi Martinez and Tottenham's Christian sorry, Romero and Giovanni Lo Celso, who's now on loan at Villarreal. Uh, they were on the pitch despite rules in Brazil at the time saying that they need to uh, stay in isolation because they've been in the UK within the previous 14 days. FIFA has now fined both football associations for the game being abandoned. They've also given a 550000 US dollar fine for the Brazilian FA for security infringement and 200,000 US dollars for the Argentine FA for their part in it. Manchester United play Brighton in the Premier League tonight, hoping to improve on back-to-back draws against Burnley and Southampton. The United boss, Ralph Rangnick, says the team needs to improve defensively after dropping four points from winning positions during those matches. The next step is to raise our level and to stay focused physically, mentally, tactically, we just gave away those goals too easily. Uh, if I look at all, into all those goals that we conceded in the second half, um, it was just too easy. And it was also our own mistakes that we made um, to allow the other teams to score. Brighton go into the game firmly in the top half of the table, having lost just four times all season. Their, gross, their boss, Graham Potter, says it's nice not to be involved in a relegation fight. The target in terms of where we are um, at the end of the season isn't something that we think about. It's more about focusing on the next match, and that sounds boring, but that's what we do. And it's been the same for the last couple of years. I mean, it's nice that we're not in that bottom end shake-up, if you like, at the moment. So that, that's that's nice. That gives us all a different feeling, and we should at least enjoy that. On to the weather. We can expect sunny periods this afternoon, and it will be mainly cloudy tonight with moderate to fresh east to northeasterly winds. The outlook, sunny periods tomorrow, and it will be windy with a few rain patches on Thursday and Friday. Temperatures will fall appreciably on Saturday. It will stay cold and rainy in the following few days. The current temperature is 21 degrees Celsius, and the relative humidity standing at 66%. And to end the news... Our top stories once again, Chief Executive sets out a proposal to put COVID-19 patients in newly built public flats and hotels to ease the city's bottleneck. And that's the news from RTHK.
Welcome to the 123 show with me, Sadia Osmani. We started the show off with Tones and I and Dance Monkey, and we've got lots more on the program as yet. It is Tuesday, so my thoughts go to food and drink. Not that they don't go on other days, but Tuesday is particularly special. After 1.30 today, my guest Violetta Palessi will be joining me to share her soundbite. Violetta is Italian and food is very much her thing as she's also a personal chef, a travel writer and a tour guide in Hong Kong. We'll find out more about her chosen dish and her memories as she reveals her soundbite. And then after 2pm, Andrew Dambina serves up the latest local and global food news. And that's all coming up between now and 3pm. And just get you in a bit of the mood for soundbite. 